0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Our top story. Kemp, Governor Kemp of Georgia, just signed a bill allowing cocktails to be to-go and delivered and I'm here to tell you how dangerous a practice this is. I have to tell you, I guess there was a two-for-one special. Yesterday was my birthday, and my husband ordered food, whatever, and I did not realize it was like a two-for-one special. I don't know. And we got for the first time ever to-go cocktails. Holy cannoli. I feel like I was partying with Bill Cosby last night, minus the rape. Like somebody slipped me over. Quaalude or something. I was I'm so ill like that to go cocktail thing is a dangerous practice because they put it in a Tupperware they put it in a Tupperware normally like your drinks are in a little glass and like they mix it with ice and it's like kind a of square
1: to go Tupperware.
0: Like a round, like oh, a you cup. would get soup.
1: Yeah, it okay. Huge.
0: It was huge. It was like a pie. Like now when I think back on it, I think it was, I don't know what it was. It's, it was spicy. So I thought it was like uh just jalapeno or something. But it was the spice mask that it must have been just pure
1: booze. It's a bowl of liquor to go. And
0: that's what it was. And I mean, I just, I hate, I really, I like to have a nice cocktail, but I do not Like to overdo it, boy.
1: You bring up a great point there. Whoever delivers the alcohol, (laughs) because if restaurants can deliver alcohol now to the house, beer, wine, liquor, then these services that are delivering the food that... Or don't necessarily work for the restaurant, these third-party services, they could have access to the alcohol. We already know that there's cases where people who do that sometimes eat people's food. You're right. People could slip anything I in think, a drink that they're delivering.
0: And I think it's a could loss do that anyway. leader because the, uh, the the drink was like a two for one for $11. I mean, it, there must have been a half a bottle of booze in that freaking thing. Yeah. So if they're selling it as a lost leader, I can totally see this because when I used to smoke cigarettes – the only store that delivered and sold cigarettes was liquor store. So I'd have to order like a bottle of booze to get a pack of cigarettes. Uh huh. So I would do that and I would just have booze piling up. Even I wasn't drinking the booze, but I was smoking the cigarettes. Anyway, so maybe they're doing it. So like people are like, Oh yeah, it's like a great deal, but we have to order food. Oh my gosh. It was really over the top. Anyway, so you are going to have this is a, for first time listeners this we'll have a fun show today but you're going to want to try another sample cuz i'm not going i'm not completely on my game
1: as much as i might enjoy that service to be able to have alcohol delivered to my house without going anywhere it just feels like this is kind of saying hey everyone don't let the pandemic get in the way of your alcohol problems totally
0: yeah totally and honestly i would never normally do that because i just I like to make my drinks and I can control it and stuff, but it was so cheap. And I thought, whatever. But yeah. And I noticed right away people were saying, even at the absolute height of the lockdown, like nobody, I mean, you, you were worried about talking to your friends on your phone. They were literally saying your phone is dirty. And, uh, yeah. And I remember that there was no shortage of pot. So I immediately went to California where it's legal and I think you can deliver it. And people were saying, oh, yeah, like, I'm getting delivered from the store. And I'm thinking, yeah. boy, that is the one thing they make sure everybody is just... Everybody uh,
1: can get, yeah, and usage has skyrocketed. not
0: thinking straight. You yeah. Know? It keeps people from getting mad. Like, the alcohol people might actually get mad. That's dangerous, because that's
1: going to fuel... I think that that could also fuel into some domestic abuse. It's already increasing because people oh, are totally. locked in. And people who drink, people who are, are addicts, oftentimes... What can stop them is they run out?
0: Absolutely. That's what I thought. I thought, think of all the people who are going to get clean. And then I found that actually, no. My sister who died, they, of an OD, like needle in her arm, they, she used to, I mean, this is not something I'm proud of, but she used to, like, kind of get, I don't know, I, I don't know if you call it welfare, but she would get government money. They would send a taxi for her and she had a methadone program so on the dime of the taxpayer she had money had free transportation and had free drugs and still she went and got like black market drugs i don't really understand it it was the fentanyl that killed her but i'm just saying like they absolutely like this my 600 pound life is probably a better example these are shut-ins who cannot most of them do not work. And then they have enablers who come bring them food, but who's paying for all that food? They're on food stamps and welfare and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I see those shows are hard to watch. Those, no, I can't watch it. Them. it and I'm you're right, begrudging. there is the I'm enabling saying, factor.
0: It's a terrible thing. It's like a it's it is really hurting people.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure I'll be using that service, even though I can definitely see the downside of it.
0: <laughs> well, we'll do it for a disappearing patron party, of which we will have the best ever this Friday because Sam Tripoli. E oh, that's is gonna right. Yeah, there. it's going to be a lot that of fun. It is going to be a, a trip. But speaking of like <clears throat> thinking of these people as a, you know, they're really the system. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, but it is certainly against the interests of the people they're saying they help. And so here are a couple of things we can talk about however you you like or in any order you want. But I was noticing, oh, I heard this crazy story. Let's start with this. So when you asked, like, what's they? And you had brought this up and I was skeptical because it was so nefarious sounding. You had brought this up from the very beginning that they're paying people to, like, put them on ventilators or something. Was that it? There were, like, extra. You could make extra money by.
1: Yeah, the incentives for the hospital to diagnose someone as, as COVID and then ventilate them would get them, I think, from, I always get Medicaid, Medicare confused, to get yeah. them the more, whichever one of those Medicare the hospital gets. Medicare is the
0: old people, but it doesn't matter.
1: You yeah. know, Medicaid
0: and Medicare would probably both, were probably Medicare because it was the old people.
1: Yeah, the incentive, the the financial benefit for the hospital's increases drastically if they diagnose them as COVID and ventilate them. At least that's what it was in the beginning.
0: And don't forget, so that study that I think was on the CDC website that said, oh no, JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association said that 97.2% of the people over 65 who were ventilated in New York died. Yeah. As opposed to 26% of People who were not ventilated. And that number, those numbers are just too far apart to say, okay, we only took the people who were going to die anyway, in which case, if they were going to die anyway, and then you killed them, why why get $50,000 for that? Yeah. It accelerated their death. But I also was looking at the CDC provisional death data for New York for this entire period just now, this morning, and um, through like August 1st or whatever, it was 194% of what was expected. So it was basically double what was expected, and the number of people who died in the past three years during that time frame. So, I think the number of deaths in New York from all causes during that time frame was something like fifty three thousand, but the COVID deaths were twenty thousand. So, and which was a very high number. So they took the number of expected deaths, you add the COVID deaths to that, and there were still thousands more of extra deaths that they couldn't even shoehorn into the COVID category during that time. And I have to say, it would be helpful to understand what policies and uh, uh, both from like the medical protocols that changed from, say, giving them oxygen, to giving them ventilators, plus the impact of the lockdown. I mean, this is egregious stuff. This is actionable, in my opinion. This is, th- there should be liability for this. Of course, that's just the region where they're insulating people from liability. So not only does nobody pay for it, but there's never going to be any clarity on it. You're never going to be able to take somebody to trial and prove it.
1: Yeah. Lawsuits have started, but they've started against companies saying that you put us at risk
0: and there go and of course that's the opposite of what what you want because that's going to make the companies overly submissive to the to the rules so what they're the companies are asking for liability protection they're saying if we follow the rules will you insulate us so if masks make people sicker but the rule is to wear masks a company with liability insulation based on following the rules will not be held liable if they tell you to wear a mask, even if that is what made you sicker. It's really twisted. And just one other anecdote that I heard about the masks is, I'll make it real quick. There was a couple, it's a friend of a friend. So someone we know told us the story about someone he knows. I don't, you know, I can't verify it, but this was the story. Couple was at a party and they heard somebody had COVID. They went to get tested. They went to the hospital, but they were there for hours. Like out here in California, you can see the lines. It's two hours. The last time I checked, my daughter wants to get tested. She said, forget it. Uh, and so they were, so the line was so long that they went home and never got the test. Then they got a letter that said they tested positive and it, and they weren't sick or anything. It caused problems at the guy's job. So he went back to the hospital and said, you've got to change this and give me a letter that says that I never got a test. And they offered the couple $800 each to keep the test at positive because they get, I don't know how much they get or if there's a cumulative thing or they have to pass a certain bar, but they get paid per positive report. Now, this is what I heard happen. And that's why people say, what's it? You know, you believe in conspiracies. Not too many people need to be conspiring to just set up incentives and policies that result in Wrong information or bad outcomes.
1: What's up, guys? I talk about Neighbors Feed and Seed a lot, and not just because they offer everything you need to live a more sustainable lifestyle, but also because of the way that they conduct business. They give you the kind of personalized attention you don't get anywhere else. In fact, Bill from Neighbors is making Propaganda Report listeners a priority. He's given his private number to anyone who calls or emails the store so that he can personally make sure you get what you need. You're gonna want to take them up on that offer. So go to neighborsfeedandseed.com. You can find their info on the contact page. And if you're in the Smyrna area, be sure and check out Neighbors' all-new farmers market on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. I had heard about people showing or people not getting tested and getting the letter saying they were positive. I had not heard that they had been paid to to confirm it. Do you Do you remember where you heard that story from?
0: What state it happened in?
1: Yeah, or the source of of it.
0: I'm kind of hesitant to say because I would hate to have that person. Oh, do
1: you know the person? Down. You know yes. the person. Oh, okay. I don't so know you- the
0: person. It happened to. I know the person who told me it was a friend of theirs.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's interesting because I had heard so something similar to that. So just with like tracing yeah. and
0: everything, I just don't want people to get in trouble. That's why I'm saying I can't verify it directly with those people.
1: But it's. That's crazy. If that, I, I would like to follow up. I on believe that. it. And like
0: I absolutely. Believe I believe it would happen too. Yeah, Because uh, when, when he started telling me the story, I figured he was your typical masker, kind of, per, you know, like a person who was completely buying into everything. This is not somebody who, like, would listen to Eric's show. Yeah. So when the story started sounding like uh, this thing is... Is, there's a little bit of, you know, bunkery here, Yeah, I, w- I was surprised. So that's why I kind of feel like it had a little more weight because it wasn't like someone like me telling the story saying, oh, well, it's happening all the time. It was like, dude, I'm scratching my head because this is what my friend told me. And I was like, okay.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, a mask has been developed by a Japanese developer that, translates into six languages. It's a smart mask of sorts. Whatever you speak, there's an app that's connected to it. Enables you to have conversations with people of other languages, which I don't even know when I would really need to use that mask in the current context, but from a safe social distance, and it'll translate what they say to your phone, so everybody is like Stephen Hawking. Nobody really knows what the other is actually saying because it can manipulate the language.
0: It really goes to what you pointed out in the very beginning. Now we can only talk to each other digitally where it's recorded or shout at each other from six feet away. And this is making sure that even the stuff, I mean, if it's just people who don't speak the same language, but that this is just another layer of stuff that's being spoken aloud getting digitized unnecessarily.
1: Yeah. yeah. We need one or maybe this one does it. It tells us what people really mean as opposed to what they're saying that they mean. Oh, yeah.
0: Irony and sarcasm have both been targeted by Facebook and Google, respectively. But I wanted to say something about this conspiracy theory stuff. Is I, There were these two articles on CNN, and you could just keep digging into them, and it just got worse and worse, saying that anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers have the same twisted psychology as conspiracy theorists and how can you tell the difference between a real conspiracy where people conspire and a nutty a nutty thing and then it has all of the like criteria for how to and and the pictures of somebody literally wearing a tinfoil hat (laughs) (laughs) so so they go into that I'm not going to get into all those details if we have time later I can just read them off to you but But the, but at the same time, someone had tweeted at me a CDC study that it was a CDC posting of a Yale study, which the results have not yet been released, but the study's been completed. And it was just like a form of, if you're going to participate in the study, 4,000 people, it had 12 groups. It had two control groups and 10 test groups. And the test groups were different. It was, it said how to study, uh, when a COVID vaccine comes along, which we don't know what it is, if it's safe, nothing, but we are going to need to convince people to take it. So that, to me, that is absolutely reckless. They don't know if it's, if it's going to be safe. I guess they assume they, they're going to give it the imprimatur. So it has 12 different, I think it was maybe 10 or 12 different messages. And I just want to read you like one or two, and they're trying to figure out the best way. My guess is they're going to use them all, but they're literally doing tests to see the best way to get people to take the vaccine. And the it, one experimental arm is trust in science. It says the trust in science message is one 15th of the sample will be assigned to the message about how getting vaccinated against COVID-19 is the most effective way of protecting one's community. Vaccination is backed by science. This is where the the message is. Vaccination is backed by science. If one doesn't get vaccinated, that means that one doesn't understand how infections are spread or it's one who ignores science. Another one. So they say the, the message they have economic benefit message. If everybody gets a vaccination, we can get back to work.
1: That's that's this, targeting the Trump crowd. That's targeting people who support yeah. Trump.
0: economic freedom message. It says uh, COVID is limiting Economic freedom, personal freedom message. Ooh, people are locked down. Their personal freedom is What is this website again? Limited. It's on the CDC website. It's so, a study yeah. taking place at Yale. I so they're testing
1: it. the propaganda messages at Yale yes. and the CDC. Yeah. Yes,
0: they're testing which propaganda messages are most effective. And they're they're absolutely manipulative. And one of them, look at listen to this one. It says, so a bunch of them are just the message is that COVID 19 prevents, presents. Uh, danger to the health of yourself and your family. So that's like a, a, a like an overarching category. And then it asks if guilt is a good little add-on to that. It says people are then asked to participate to imagine the guilt they will feel if they don't get vaccinated and spread the disease. And then there's an embarrassment one. Participants are asked to ima- imagine the embarrassment they will feel if they don't get vaccinated and spread the disease, or the anger they will feel if they don't. And here's the thing because they're not defining the disease by being sick, they can just tell you. They can just tell you that you gave it to somebody because you, quote, had it, even though the testing is wildly inaccurate and you don't have symptoms. I mean, this whole, this is just one piece of the puzzle of the conspiracy. That's a conspiracy. I mean, these people are, are, they know what they're doing. There are people taking this study. What do they think they're doing? I know what they think they're doing. They think they're serving humanity by insulating us all from ignorant free willers.
1: Yeah. I wonder how these symbols, these slogans, these symbols, how they correspond to the ones that were used back in 1918 and 1919. I'm going to go back and look at that because they're bringing up those comparisons again because they're bringing yes. up the, what was the article I saw today? The, I saw it too. The mask slackers of 1918. Yes. We're talking about the anti-mask league in San Francisco and some of the similar things going on. Basically, they're trying to frame them as crazy and part of the problem, just like they're trying to compare them to people who aren't wearing masks today.
0: I've thought all along that they, in a study just like this, figured out what tools they could use and how effective they would be for manipulating people, causing division or whatever, and that they actually studied how it went down in San Francisco during that mask thing? They, yeah, they had a real on-the-ground study of how many people would object to it, how they would react. I think that this kind of this kind of these kind of studies are there's probably a hundred of them.
1: Yeah, there's a couple happened. guys on the left and right that focus on this type of propaganda, developing the words that have the most impact. Frank Luntz on the right. Mm-hmm. Words that work, I think, is one of his books. He worked with the uh, Republicans, created a document years ago. I can't remember what the specific thing they were trying to do, but it's like a 15, 20 page document, I think, that just goes through the specific language used to call specific actions and specific feelings in the audience. And George Lakoff, which we used to play clips from, he works on creating those cognitive word words that just trigger you cognitively, very specific technique using neuroscience and linguistics.
0: And didn't Sunstein write Nudge?
1: Oh, yeah, he did.
0: Sunstein was the guy who created the memo for Obama. He was the information czar where he said, and he denies any recollection of writing this memo, which is in, you know, it's in, it's It's called
1: Conspiracy, right? The title. It's called
0: Conspiracy Theories. It's a memo. Yeah, I, I, that's in the title. And it talks about how you insert into valid conspiracy theories Crazy stuff, like Michelle Obama's a man, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he didn't say that particular thing, but he might have. You know, he might have in the, in the follow-up. So, but I'm thinking with all this conspiracy stuff, I, I just keep trying to really put my finger on the expression gaslighting. And I, I remember that in episode 187 of the Propaganda Report where Nora was telling people not to fall for anti-rioting arguments. Yeah. People who say, Is she gaslighting or was she saying that others are gaslighting you by trying to convince you that riots are bad?
1: She's gaslighting, but she's saying that others are gaslighting from right, right, my okay, my okay. opinion.
0: Yeah. A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to TrueHempScience.com slash PropReport for your special offer.
1: Speaking of Cass Sunstein, his most recent book that he released is called Conformity, The Power of Social Influences, and he goes into talk about the tribalism going on and and dissent. And oh,
0: wow. it,
1: it's this guy's a propaganda. I mean, Cass Huston, about as high level as propagandist as you're going to see.
0: Oh, yes. But the, but the mask thing is a public display of your capacity to not conform.
1: Yeah or to conform, depending on which side of it that you're on. And speaking of the mask thing, as we talked about last week, we have seen Trump take a complete turn on his position on mask. So much to the the point that he was talking about it again in his press conference yesterday. And last night at 1030, I got an email from the Trump campaign. Here's what it says. The subject line of this email from the Trump campaign. Patriots wear face mask it goes on to talk about how difficult the past few months have been and says that he is writing us now not to ask for a contribution, but to ask for help. We're all in this together. And he says he knows there's been some confusion around the usage of face masks, but he thinks it's something that we should all try and do when we're not able to socially to be socially distanced from others. And it it relates to the reader it says he doesn't love wearing them either he says mask may be good they might be okay or they might be great but they can possibly help us get America back to the american way of life that so many of us rightly cherished before we were so terribly impacted by the china virus so wear your mask it'll help us get back to our way of life that oh china gosh. effed up
0: yeah that's the isn't that the economic benefit message the economic I, benefit message is yeah. the um, COVID-19 is wreaking havoc on the economy, and the only way to strengthen the economy is to work together to get enough people vaccinated.
1: I think that's a little bit of that as well as the let's go to war with China messaging. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. But uh, I'm just saying like they're he's, – he's employing words and techniques. But I, I something just flashed across my screen. Since I'm on Wi-Fi, I dare not click it. But it says in it's Washington Times, it says Trump told people in Florida to mail in vote. Did that just flicker past? I saw screen? that come Washington up on the Times. screen. I,
1: I don't know what the story that. I'm sure there's yeah. some, some wrinkle in there that makes yeah. it not the same as the mail-in voting. Probably something to do with absentee because there's a lot of confusion around the absentee and the mail-in voting.
0: So I heard Ted Cruz saying in his... Basically, I just listened to the propaganda report speech, and he was saying that absentee ballots are different because there are few of them. That was it. That was the only thing he said. Because I was listening for that. I was like, oh yeah, what's your what's your story? And it's because there are few of them. Now that when yeah. when in Florida you had that hanging chad situation where it was down to like hundreds of votes. Having a thousand, a hundred thousand versus a million or a million versus 10 million still makes a difference.
1: Yeah. Trump said in the interview that he did with Axios last night on HBO, which I was a bit surprised to see, he was talking about that and he was saying that the problems with mail in voting were that dead people are going to get ballots, that dogs get ballots sometimes. I don't know how that's any different from absentee. I guess I don't know enough about that subject. Maybe Stacey Abrams can help inform me on it. I don't know. I just know this issue is being used to fuel the election crisis that you've talked about.
0: Election crisis 2020, it is coming down. And, you know, it's already August. There's It's getting close. We're not going to get any debates.
1: They're not going to do it. I seriously think they're trying to see what little they can do to get somebody – Maybe not necessarily elected in Biden, but to see how many people. What if we put somebody in a closet for a year and a half? They hardly ever come out. And when they do come out, they're the most fumbling, out of their mind person who's ever existed. If we can get people to vote for this, then we can get them to vote for anything and to do anything. I
0: I really think that something really weird is going to happen. Like Biden is behind the mask. He does a debate. It's behind the mask. And his answers are completely lucid and everyone's going to be like, Oh, it's deep fake. Like somebody used a smart Maybe. mask. Maybe, you know, like just, I feel like something wacky. Definitely. There's going to be a dispute about the election. There always, always is like absolutely Biden's born in Kenya or something like, it's going to be something.
1: There's a, they've already established that that is going to be the fight that we're having after the election, regardless of what happens. Did you see the George Floyd video? That was, quote, leaked. We had talked about this video because there was talk of it on CNN talked about seeing it. There was talk of it on Court TV. But apparently, one of the journalists that got it leaked it. And it's been going around today. And it's hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. You feel for the guy. He did resist arrest from the very beginning. The problem with this video, and this was anticipated, is that when you watch it, if your mindset is, okay, I want to look at this to see how it's going to affect the legal, the prosecution of these police officers, is it going to help their case or hurt their case, then you're going to see that it's going to absolutely help their case. It's going to help them say, you see, he resisted from the very beginning he was big guy fighting with us. I mean, he was. he was. He's a big guy. He looked like a strong guy. And he was resisting. And he was clearly kind of out of it. He was on something. This was a guy who was not – he was very erratic, strong, big, resisting arrest. And he was also saying while he was – before he was on the ground – He was saying that he can't breathe. He was saying that before. Really? From the police officer standpoint, here's what they'll argue. Now, I'm not saying this is true or anything. I'm saying this is what they'll argue. They'll say that he was crying wolf, that he was standing up and he was saying that from the get go. Of course. Yeah. So this helps the cops legally, but socially, from a court of public opinion, all it does is it gives both sides more thing to divide us. It it doesn't matter. It shows how people can look at one thing. yeah, if the cop knew he couldn't breathe, Like the worst thing you could do is put a chokehold on him. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. So it's going to be the, on that interpretation. And he was a bouncer. The The cop was a bouncer, yeah. And so was the other guy. The cop was guy. a bouncer,
0: but so was George Floyd. Yeah. So you'd be like, bouncers are big. Right, yeah. So that goes to both things. Like They were fighting because they knew each other, but George Floyd was a big guy. It can go either way. It's Very it's
1: amazing. It's When you watch it, to me, from my perspective, I see... I see a sad situation. It's really hard to watch because you don't like to see that happen to anybody. And you do feel for the guy, but you also, if you put yourself in the position of the cops that are, they got called in because the guy had given a forgery and the, the guy who ran the store was trying to get his money back and they're trying to do their job there. And in the beginning, he's resisting arrest. He, now, I'm not, what the cops do, like having the knee on the neck is so bad and it's terrible and it's hard to watch. But legally, This video is going to help them, and it's going to cause so much division. I don't know how I feel about it. It's just terrible. I
0: still go back and wonder, like, what the date was on it.
1: Yeah. Because when the the
0: cameras have the wrong time, but the right date, I just – I'm confused by it. And that happened both in this and the Rayshard Brooks, and I just feel like the Rayshard Brooks thing, how that could have happened after the George Floyd protests. It's just – boggles the mind so i feel like there's that this stuff it looks real but but perhaps manipulated at a much deeper level
1: yeah this video can tell and maybe they all look like this right. but just the way that the police officers hands were in the video because it was a body yeah. cam it looks like a first person shooter Oh my god! It's crazy how much it looks like a first-person shooter. The way his hands are moving around and stuff. That just made me sick to my stomach. Oh, well, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. You had your... Well,
0: I was kind of on edge about anyway. Uh, so. <laughs> didn't take much. <laughs> Sorry. Let's not laugh. I do, I do. I have so much more to say. I want to tell you who I think are the new five eyes. Okay, and and what the old five eyes were, if you don't know, uh, somebody said, what would it take to get you to take a vaccine, and it made me think about what I'm a, a a psyop that's being unrolled right now that I kind of anticipated but didn't understand the full impact. Now I do, and I mean I could go on. I have a million things. What about you?
1: Oh, I'm going to tell you about. A warning that came from an obituary of a man in Texas, and I can tell you about the NBA player, that there was somebody who stood, God forbid somebody stood for the national
0: Oh, anthem. I've been wanting to hear you. Tell me about that, because I intentionally didn't look into it because i wanted you to tell me about it yeah and i I think we should encourage people to check out our patreon patreon.com propaganda report slash propaganda report because we have six tiers now you can get just if you love the free stuff and you want to just chip in we have a three dollar level for fans of the free and all the way up to a mini ad level so if you have a website or something that you want to promote And you don't want to like buy an ad, just you can get all the advantages of a patron saint and you can, we'll do, we'll help you write an ad and we'll talk about your products so listeners can find you. I think it's great. That's the mini ad.
1: Fantastic. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that Patreon content we we're just talking about, then you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report, become a patron, and we will talk to you guys in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a good afternoon.